0: Hi guys and welcome back to Talk It Out Sessions with Trinity and boy oh boy I was on TikTok today and I had to find this lady's name because I do follow her. She opened up some great dialogue and it is Jasmine Garden JasmineGarden23 on TikTok. Y'all need to watch her if you don't already and she brought up something very great that I would love to talk about and it is motherfuckers taking psychedelics and shit. To have like a spiritual awakening and people who think they're spiritual, taking psychedelics and doing thrones and shit. Boy, what I mean to tell you, it goes back to my mental health talk with spirituality. People don't understand how much mental health goes into this shit. And y'all just out here willy nilly doing whatever the fuck y'all want. Let me tell you why. Now guys, let me tell you why it is so important to actually be genuine on your spiritual journey and not just be taking drugs and shit to force yourself into a spiritual awakening when you have so many unaddressed issues. Like it's ridiculous. So, first things first with your spiritual journey, you can't just take you can't just take drugs and expect the awakening to come. That's just some real shit. And y'all know I love talking about mental health and spirituality cuz the two go hand in hand. And when you have un- like undiagnosed mental health issues, untreated trauma and things of that nature when you start taking these psychedelics and shit that amplifies it. That amplifies any sort of psychosis that you think you may have that you never thought you had and like I said in my previous podcast episode psychosis and psychic are just one step off from each other. It doesn't take Nothing but two feet, less than an inch, to go from psychic into psychosis. Psychic is to describe someone's, like, abilities or whatever. Psychosis is a state of constant being. You're constantly in a psychic state, meaning you see ghosts. You see shit moving around, things that are not there, especially in the 3D. And again, taking psychedelics doesn't make you inherently spiritual. It just amplifies whatever psychosis that you got going on. Or even worse, any repressed traumas. And that is a very mortifying thing. I know y'all heard about like ketamine induced like psych like psychedelic stuff. It is essentially the same thing, but y'all just doing it for fun. Y'all are just doing it for fun. So With my three-minute rant about that, how do you go about the spiritual journey in a safe way? Well, shadow work. I know y'all are tired of me talking about it, saying about it, being about it. I, I know. But the emphasis is very, very strong. Looking for a deity, looking for whatever, you have to really... Before you do any of that picking up tarot cards, you really, really have to go really deep into like, really deep into your ancestry, really deep into, like, your family trauma, you have to acknowledge where some of those biases and where some of that trauma comes from because if you don't deal with it now, it is going to hurt your spiritual journey. It will not help because when you start your spiritual journey and you really start trying to elevate yourself and you feel like you're at a plateau, it is going to come a time where you have to really acknowledge, well, Where's this hurt coming from? Where's this pain coming from? Because healing is a a different journey from healed. And getting to healing to heal is a very long and extraneous process, especially if you're trying to become very spiritual. I had so many issues and problems that I never thought that would manifest until I really started digging deep into my spiritual journey. I was always able to see... You know, spirits and, you know, I've had premonitions and, and, like, deja vu and stuff. Like, I had all of this stuff. But my spiritual journey did not truly start. I picked up a deck of tarot cards. But then once I realized that I need to go deeper than that, like, I I was obsessed with the Twin Flame journey. And that's not a good thing either. I was obsessed with the Twin Flame journey. I was getting readings on this man, like, every other day, spending hundreds of dollars. And keep in mind, I was refusing to acknowledge the fact that I left an abusive relationship where I needed to do healing from. And I became so traumatized that I thought I was doing the healing that I needed. Come to find out, it was it was not even close. It was not even close. I had to start stock- like talking to a therapist. I had to like stop thinking I was healed at that point because the work I was doing was not enough I could not do it. I had to really acknowledge that yes I was obsessed with somebody that didn't want me why because I didn't want to do the healing I wanted to take that energy off myself and I was more depressed I was more everything than I was despite me leaving that abusive relationship and getting with somebody that was just genuinely unavailable to me and that's when I really started doing that healing. Okay, I understand like going to therapy, like going to therapy helped me manage like my depressive moods, but I still had to get on medication to regulate the chemicals in my brain that was not helping me maintain my moods outside of therapy. So, my I had to find out that my depression was not only just chemical, but also like situational and stuff like that, too. And then kind of find out that I carried a lot of hate from my family like I, I really did I genuinely carried a lot of hate from my family since because I've had my own sister tell me that especially when I was pregnant well if you're gonna go kill yourself then go kill yourself I was molested and raped as a child that was an insanely traumatic thing that I, I refused to acknowledge until a few years ago. And funnily enough, that's when I learned about sexual abuse within my family. That's when I learned that I came from a very, very long line of abuse. I was told late, late in my adulthood that... I had family members go through abuse, and I was never told I was isolated from this. I was very ignorant of this. And that's where some of my pain came from. That's where I ended up perpetuating the fucking cycle of being in my own abusive, like, relationship for years, where I was left alone and abandoned for the most part. Just like my mother was. It was it was insane to me. And I've almost lost my life dealing with the father of my three kids. I pretty much almost lost my life. I wish I was mortified. And none of this none of this came to fruition at the time. None of this came to the forefront of my mind at the time. It really came to the forefront once I started getting very deep into my spiritual journey. And I could not proceed. I hit a plateau. I was reading cards, of course. I was channeling messages, but there was something about that that was so empty where I didn't even realize what was wrong until I started investigating my mental health, investigating things that were said to me, investigating, you know, some of my family history and trauma, you know, the secrets and things of that nature. And I'm sure there is way more secrets than what I even know to this day. But to this day, there are certain family members I refuse to talk to because it says certain things. There are people that I don't associate with in, in general, And this includes friends, family, all that stuff, because of things that they said to me and their prolonged opinions that they refused to move about. All of that stuff was inherently influencing me and my growth. And the trauma attachments that I created because I was afraid to be alone. I was afraid to, you know move on with my life because I was so scared of never finding anybody that was, like, part of my soul tribe. I was wired to think that if I didn't conform or if I just allowed certain things that I would just lose everybody. I would never gain friends. And, again, that came from the abusive cycle that came from my family, that came from my my ex, that came from a lot of things, and, again, it didn't manifest until a few years ago and it takes a lot to get into that that space where you're, you're in a healthy space of knowing that you're not okay and knowing that you really have to come to terms with yourself before you really go any deeper and when I went deeper I found a new sense of self within me and it was insane that my confidence starts shooting up. The people that I were attracting was completely different. People that were genuinely my friends and people that were genuinely associates of mine. I've even attracted the very genuine spouse that we work together and we have the same ideas and we're pretty much like two halves of of like a soul. And I can say that that person was, is probably my twin flame more than who I thought was. And that person was, and the person, the other ex, that I had was probably a false twin flame because I've never felt this connection before in a relationship. I just feel so inherently safe. I have a friend now that I've never felt so safe with. I I don't feel like this person would betray me, and it's so weird. And it's so weird. Like I struggle like a regular person. Yes, I do. But it's just a sense of peace that you have when you really start. Dinging into your history, just accepting certain parts of yourself. And you don't have to forgive anybody. You really don't. You don't. No one is, no one owes you, you don't owe anybody forgiveness. The thing is though, you do have to let it go at some point. The anger, the resentment, the, the, the bitterness and I can't even say those are entirely let go for me. But my thing is, those things cannot hold you. They, they cannot hold you. And anger and resentment and those things, like, if you hold on to that anger, if you hold on to that bitterness, it's crazy that it just takes over your body and it just takes over your mind and it jades you. And it's different from, you know, just, yeah, no nah, she says that I don't like that shit I don't fuck with it this shit made me angry I don't like it I'm not dealing with it that's different from actually just being so angry like when I say stuff like that I probably am a little angry but I don't let it control me I just know yeah no that gave me a negative feeling I don't want to no more I don't, I don't forgive that I don't forgive that or anybody but I do have to move on from it I genuinely do. Do I have to associate with those people? No. No, I don't. There are just behaviors that you don't have to deal with. And again, this is over a span of like two years where I really had to dig deep. Like really dig deep inside myself and wonder, do I want to deal with certain things in my life that makes me feel negative emotions? And... I can only imagine if I took like some sort of like trum or psychedelic, that amplified those feelings and emotions, that amplified those repressed traumas that I have, those abuses, the nightmare. I can only imagine that would mortify me. I probably would have drove myself insane, honestly. And just like smoking weed all day, I I work in an emergency department where there are children, young adults that smoke weed, literally. All day, every day, they are smoking ounces, seven fives, they smoking three fives, and it is varying levels of whatever, just to feel calm, just to feel at peace, just to taper off anxiety, just to taper off something, just to feel sleep, because their mind is running 24-7. And some of these people are heavily spiritual, but they refuse to give up the one earthly thing. That binds them, and I don't mean okay, no, don't smoke weed. I mean they cannot live up without it. Meaning, if they stop it, there are studies now that talk about cannabis induced psychosis. Smoking weed too much can make you crazy. They dim the chemical receptors in your brain for stimulation, and I'm gonna look more deeper into that. They they really just dull your senses. It makes you very very slow it's like it's like being overstimulated all the time. Then you go to smoking weed all the time and now you're basically a dope addict. Because at the point where you feel like you need some. and you just can't live without it to the point you spending rent money, you spend it over I think I did this with my partner. I calculated he was smoking weed from fourteen all the time. Let's just say on average he spent a hundred dollars every couple days or fifty dollars every couple days for the past twenty years. He's in his thirties now. We calculated that he spent over a ten year span, fifteen year span, that he spent almost three hundred thousand dollars on weed. Because he just needed it. He just needed it. He couldn't live without it. He just needed it. then he got with me. Ho-ho! And something had to force him to stop smoking. He wanted to, like, go to, like, med school and stuff. Like, be a paramedic. And it's insane that you don't... You don't think you're addicted to something until somebody puts it in perspective for you. Well, it makes me feel great. Oh, I do shrooms because it I, that's how I can connect. That's how I can connect with the 5D. That's how I can do this. That's how I can do that. But if you need it, if you say you need it like you need air, that qualifies it as an addiction. Meaning you're dulling your senses to feel something that you're not dealing with. To feel nothing. You're dulling your senses to feel nothing, to taper off anxiety and depression, things that you can deal with on your own, but you refuse to. Doing shrooms and all this other stuff, do the same thing. Doing none of that stuff, because it's from Mother Earth and stuff, does not make you inherently spiritual. It just makes you delusional. Doing shrooms, doing any other type of LSD or... Smoking weed every day. Because what whatever you smoke that comes from the mother earth. And you need it. But you say it's spiritual because it comes from the earth. Does not make you spiritual. It makes you an addict. And it makes you delusional because you're running from your problems. You refuse to do the 3D work that requires you to grow. So you resort to using drugs and mushrooms and weed Excessively, and I want to emphasize in excess and call it spirituality. You cannot call an excessive use of earthly products that grow out the ground spirituality. It is called being an addict and that's what people need to understand when they do the spiritual journey. Especially if you smoke weed. Especially if you do shrooms. Especially if you do any type of drug that causes you to hallucinate or alter your state of mind. And I'm not talking about heroin. I'm not talking about cocaine. I'm talking about drugs that people specifically use for a spiritual purpose. And they start using it in excess. It does not make you spiritual. It makes you an addict and you just need to understand that. When you do it Occasionally, every now and again, that's fine. When you feel like you have a sense of control over your thing, like over your vices, again, throwing psychedelics, using it, doing it every couple weeks, smoking, buying one, like a a three-four, a three-five, or half an ounce, and it lasts you like two or three weeks, fine. But if you buying ounces, seven-fives. If you smoking all that shit up within like multiple times within a week or a couple weeks or you're doing shrooms every other day or whatever just to feel something, just to feel elevated, you got a problem. And that's why when you start doing these psychedelics, you start doing these drugs and you just not ready and you say you spiritual but you're not ready to do the actual 3D work that comes with looking into your family, acknowledging where you came from, acknowledging your biases, acknowledging your anger, the sadness, acknowledging that mom didn't love me enough, that she didn't provide, that you were a parent to your little brother or sister, or you had to be the adult. You had to live on your own early. A lot of those environmental factors go into that. And a lot of that shit is heavily psychological and to to further yourself in the spiritual journey, you have to realize that people do not understand how critical that is in your growth as a spiritualist. That's why people who are genuine spiritualists that tell you about yourself, that tell you that you need to acknowledge, like Jet, ja- like Jasmine on TikTok. There are very few spiritualists that I follow that keep that I keep up with personally. Jasmine Harley from Thirteen Science Tarot. There are very, very few people, especially black female creators, that don't do that spiritual woo-woo talk, that don't just want to blow smoke up your ass just for the sake of money. No, these are people that genuinely want you to see growth, that want you to be a better person, but you cannot be a better person in spirituality. You cannot grow. You cannot do anything spiritual, I believe, until you do that baseline work and I couldn't and I had it I had it I'm telling you I had it I was spiritual but I wasn't spiritual enough to kind of elevate myself even further until I did that work until I went to therapy until I acknowledged my family like my family history the traumas that was created the toxic cycles I was putting myself through and I wasn't doing no type, and I wasn't doing no type of drugs or anything my mental health was the most neglected and I refused to help myself fix that. To... I refused to help myself fix that. And once I started fixing that... Once I genuinely started fixing that... Acknowledging that I had problems. Allowing people close to me that, that told me... Like, hey, like sis, you got a problem. You need to go see... Woo-woo-woo. You need to do this. And I had three children. Once, once you start acknowledging that you can... You can prevent the perpetuation of the cycle if you have kids you can learn how to take care of your kids better you can learn how to take care of yourself better you can align yourself with your ancestors better you can align yourself with your spirituality better you can do most things better when you acknowledge your 3d issues and work on them because again it ain't just spiritual you still have a three D body, a three D brain that that takes on trauma. The brain is very, very malleable. And it's very it's like clay. And if you beat it up enough and if you go through enough traumatic experiences, and it, it prevents certain neuron it prevents certain neurons from connecting to help you deal with certain things. Some people are hardwired for trauma. They, they genuinely are. Because that's everything that they experience. So when they try to experience real love and real healing, those, those nerve endings aren't connected, right? They haven't been worked. It's like working a muscle. If you don't work your legs, then it's going to be hard standing up for the first time and really working out. It's going to be hard. I'm not saying it's easy. But you can't do it without... The basic building blocks. You can get to a certain point in your journey and stop. And when you start having blockages, that's when you have to start looking at your surroundings. Where did you grow up? How did you grow up? This can be done with the help of a therapist or a very, insanely, like, knowledgeable, you know, like, spiritualist. One that has either maybe like a life coaching certification or a degree or certification in psychology. My degree in psychology helps this immensely. And I've helped people tie the two things together because they think they're separate entities. And when I started talking, like, hey, blah, 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 do you have trauma? No, I don't. I pull up their birth chart, start talking. They're like, oh, yeah, I didn't, I never thought... My mom, my dad. I'm like, yeah, so let's talk about it and how this is preventing your spiritual growth and preventing your your regular growth. So I hope you guys enjoyed this snippet. Um, This was a rabbit hole, but this is something that, oh my God, everybody's calling me. And this is something that I truly love to talk about. Make sure you like, share this podcast episode. This will be up on Tuesday at, I think I posted at midnight. I don't know, y'all. It's like 5 in the morning. I posted at like 5 in the morning on like a Tuesday or Wednesday. But I hope you guys love this episode, and I will see you guys later. Follow me on TikTok at Trinity's Tarot, and on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook at Trinity's Until the Flight and Tarot. All right? And if you want to book a reading with me, please head to trinitiestarot.com for any sort of readings or sessions with me. All right, bye guys. We're gonna finish up by with Soma by Mr. Carl Casey, who makes free industrial videos because I love industrial music videos, cyberpunk, all that stuff. All right, bye.